Watch Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It is Friday. I want to remind you, the Baylor Club, what a great place to hang out. It's where I hang out when I'm in town, a beautiful place. And I'd love to host our following guest sometime. He's a frog. He played uh, at TCU. He was a captain. He's the uh, sideline reporter for the TCU radio network. It is Landry Burdine. And uh, Landry and I have had a lot of fun on social media over the years. Landry, it occurs to me, and I was talking to a friend of yours today, that um, it might be good for you and I to actually get together one of these days. I mean, it does feel like we've been longtime pals. Well, we, we've been, we have been longtime pals. You know, I think it probably goes back to, uh, you know, the days when I was running around Floyd Casey Stadium watching Cody Carlson and Derek McAdoo play. I'm sure you were there. And, uh, you know, that, that may be where we have our connection from. But, uh, no, I'd love to take you up on a, on a date. George's or the Baylor Club, either one, man, you pick. Yeah, yeah, that George is uh, is pretty appealing, and uh, but you know I'm way too Baptist to be to be getting those big O's out in public. Now, uh, Landry, this is uh, this is a strange one, man. You've done, you've worked a ton of Horn Frogs games. You've played in these games, but I, you talk about a surreal feeling. I cannot imagine what Eamon Carter is going to be like tomorrow. I'm coming over there. I've sworn off Eamon Carter. I love all you frogs. I really do, contrary to popular belief. But every time I come over there, y'all kill us. And so I, I try to avoid the place. But, but I've got to do the pregame show tomorrow. And so I'll be on the premises. Do you have any kind of sense what the frog fandom, is this a Gary Patterson appreciation day? Is this come out and against the hated Baylor day, what in the world is this atmosphere going to be like? You know, I think, Mosey, I think it's a good question. And, and you know, it's unprecedented for, for TCU fans because, you know, just to kind of give you an idea, I'm, I'm a 44-year-old man, and, and I've got a daughter who's a senior in high school, and the last time we dealt with this as a fan base at TCU, I was playing football in college. And, you know, it really is a lot to kind of take in. And, and you know, it's all really been under – uh, Gary Patterson, who I played for, uh, I was there the day he set foot on campus, and mostly I was there the day he left. And you know, I mean that it, it's been an interesting week. It's been kind of a hard week in, in some cases for the guys that knew him personally, but it's also been, uh, you know, one of those things where it's like, man, you know, it kind of felt like maybe maybe a change was necessary at some points, and so. The fan base is grateful uh, to Gary for everything he did. But make no mistake about it. There, there will be no uh, no booze for Gary if they put him on the Jumbotron, if he happens to come back to a game. I mean, everybody in Fort Worth is tremendously appreciative of that. I, I think what's going to be interesting from the, the team standpoint is how does the game planning uh, work? I know they've simplified some things this week, and Jerry Kill's really done a good job of kind of rallying everybody. Um, but, you know, the Frogs are beat up, and so – uh, and Baylor's not, you know, <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see as fired up as they may be and as good as the atmosphere will be. And I do think it'll be a good atmosphere. Uh, do the Frogs have the firepower to keep up? Do you think they'll play? Do they usually play that game on song that Gary uh, helped write <laughs> and obviously recorded? Will that be on the, the PA system there? You know, I think it's played and used more in memes and stadiums around the country than it is in Eamon Carter. 
Okay. Uh, and I got to tell you, some of them are really funny. You know, I'm one of those guys <laughs> who can laugh at myself. And, man, when SMU came out with that after uh, – <laughs> man, I got to tell you, it was really, really funny. I thought it was well done. You know, of course, Gary was not real happy about it, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't really – I, I, I didn't have any problem with it. I thought it was well done and fun yeah. and timely. <laughs> what was Gary, uh, when you first met him, there you are, a young frog. You were a captain on one of those teams in the late 90s. Y'all go to the Sun Bowl in 98. I guess he becomes the head coach right around, what, the 2000 season. What 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 was that trend? What do you remember, like, the first time you met Gary Patterson um was he the same gruff was he even was he even you know a little bit uh I don't know if crazy is the word but you know was he uh, what was he like as when you were a young player for TCU yeah that's a good question so he was 38 years old when he got to TCU um Mm -hmm. and uh he was he was a maniac then you know um I remember my very first meeting with him and Dennis Franchoni they uh, they're like, hey, you know, we we might need your scholarship because I wasn't mostly I wasn't that great, you know. I mean, I was a I, was, I guess I had a, a role and I was a leader or whatever. But uh, and I, I basically told them, hey, I, we can fight right now, you know, <laughs> or we can we can you know let me get through spring ball and see if you want to take it then. And of course, they let me keep it. But that was my first meeting with him. But wow. you know, it, it, um, it, it was one of those deals where we were so bad. We were one in ten the year before. Uh, under Pat Sullivan, and um, so we were we were desperate for any kind of change. It didn't matter how crazy it was. And just to tell you how methodical they were, Dennis Franchoni and, and Gary Patterson, when they came in, we actually practiced how we were going to practice. And it was and it was. I mean, hey, you guys better not screw this up. And and Gary's carried that really all the way through his tenure and has practiced the exact same way. I could pull a script Mosley from. Uh, a random spring, let's say spring practice number 14, and it's the exact same as it was when I was playing. And so that, from a program standpoint, you know, there's going to be some shock there because they haven't had change in two decades. Golly. I mean, it is, I, I just can't, I can't imagine TCU without that guy on the sideline. I know you have a hard time <laughs> doing that as well. And you've had to talk to him at, you know, when he, he's, he always loses his voice pretty much all season. But especially when right. you try to get him at halftime and you get that just – that's the awful Gary, like when it's just – and then sometimes he'll – you know, when he's really mad at the team, he won't even let them off the field. He'll start screaming at them right there on the field. And I've always I've, I've always felt bad, Landry, that you – even though you knew him and played for him, I, I'm sure there were times you were just like, why do I have to be the one down here doing this? <laughs> Well, there were some of those times, Leslie, if I remember, where you were, like, bagging on me as I'm going in. Oh, can't wait to, you know, hear what Gary's got for Landry. I remember some of those tweets. But, you know, I think one of my favorite – well, there's several. So, we were actually joking what we might do is go into the Learfield Audio Archives and pull every single halftime interview that I did with Gary and just compile them. And uh, I think I think it would make for a phenomenal, uh, just hilarious – uh, soundbite because it wouldn't be more than two minutes over the 10 years I've done this. And, you know, he, <laughs> we were in Oklahoma. Uh, this is a few years ago. And I think TCU had six yards of offense in the first half. 
And I'm walking in with him, and I ask him the same thing every time. I was not allowed to ask him a question other than, Coach, your thoughts on the first half. That's it. And if I asked anything else, it wasn't going to get answered, so it didn't matter. So that just kind of became our thing. So stick the mic in his face. Coach, your thoughts on the first half. And he says, he drops an S-bomb, right? That's all he says. Just, that's what he said. And it was live on the air. It rhymed with, it rhymed with pity. And, uh, and of course, Estridge is cackling in the background. John Denton's falling over in his chair. And, and, you know, then Gary turns around and points at me and laughs. Like, gotcha, you know, and then the, the next one, I think it was a few weeks later that same season. We had some rough interviews that season. Uh, we're walking off, and I said, Coach, your thoughts on the first half? And he said, Landry, I don't know. What do you think? And I said, wasn't very good. And he goes, that's right, you know, and runs in the locker room. So, you know, it's, it's those kind of things that, that you're going to miss, right? I yeah. Mean, it's a complete character and – uh, yeah, he's a ball coach, man. He wasn't a politician by any means. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss those, those halftime walk-offs for sure. Landry Burdine, part of the uh, TCU radio team. He'll be on the sidelines tomorrow asking all those questions and, and getting those reports up to uh, Denton and Estridge. And, I mean, this is going to be interesting. Now, what I, I'm seeing some I, – I, Baylor's been only talking about Duggan. I mean, that's what they're preparing for. But today I was seeing some uh, Chandler Morris talk. Um, what um, what's the latest on on that front? And would you do, do you see a possibility of maybe both those quarterbacks playing tomorrow? Uh, I do. Yeah, and, and it's not because of Duggan's performance. He's been playing with a broken foot the last few weeks, and so that has taken completely out of the offensive game plan, the zone read, or the ability to run the zone read, and. Uh, which is a, you know, kind of a key component to that offense just because Duggan, you know, he can move and he can throw, but, he you know, he's just not the same runner. Uh, and so I do expect to see some Chandler Morris in there. Uh, Kendra Miller, uh, the running back, I don't think we're going to see Zach Evans. Uh, Kendra Miller's really good. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job stepping in. And, um, you know, I, it, it's going to be a lot, you know, for the Frogs. This is one of the best Baylor teams I've seen in, you know, really since the Bryles era. And, um uh, it's it's just a phenomenal squad. I, I've watched film all week and just been blown away by the job Dave Aranda has done down there and, and the personnel that he's got and the depth, you know, and the seniority. So uh, it's going to take a lot more than Max Duggan and Chandler Morris to, to get a win at Fort Worth this weekend for the Frogs, I'm, you know, no doubt about it. Okay, I got to admit, I, this Dion stuff, it, it, I mean, I'm just like, okay, please, people, let's be serious about it. I mean, again, I, I've known Dion for years. He's entertaining. The prime prep thing was a disaster. You know, it's not like yeah. the guy has has. Uh, he, I mean, everywhere he goes, there's usually some kind of controversy. And so, for an organ, for a team, for a place like TCU, to somehow. So anyway, I'm I'm hearing Tech and TCU, and obviously they'll be looking at similar people. But now it sounds like the TCU AD, Donati, was leaning toward hiring an offensive guy, which will be a huge change for TCU. Do you think that, Landry, it's time for that? And do you think, do you think Dykes will be in the middle of this thing? 
You know, it's going to be interesting. I know, I know uh, they're high on uh, Tony Elliott, the Clemson offensive coordinator. Um, I know there are folks over there that are high on Jay Novell um, and, and the job he's done at Nevada. Um, Dion, you know, seems to me to be uh, more about recruiting and eyeballs. And I, I don't know Dion's ability to coach. It may be phenomenal. It probably is. You know, a guy that played at his level, he's probably got the ability to really coach. But I, I don't know, kind of like you, how, how serious to take that. Um, you know, if, if everything these days is about eyeballs and, and TV ratings and those kinds of things, then, you know, it's not a bad hire. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not – Dykes for sure is in the mix. Um, I, I think – I think he wants the job or would like to at least really be seriously considered for it. Um, you know, so I, but you know, there's other guys, mostly I, I like, uh, you know, I, like I said, I like Tony Elliott. I like Billy Napier. Of course, I think he's probably going to be a candidate for the LSU job. So yeah, I tell you what I would love is for the frogs to do, you know, as well as Baylor has done on their last two hires. And, you know, if, if they can do well as well on, on the next one, then, um, you know, that, that would be a win because, you know, Matt Rule and, and Dave Aranda back-to-back seem to be, anyway, right now, you know, pretty good moves. Yeah, well, I was hearing freeze, by the way, on Tech. Yeah. And something yeah. about that, I mean, that, that would be good for Tech. I mean, they need, that's a leech-like, innovative, offensive mind. That guy beat Saban a couple of times at Ole Miss. I know he comes with some baggage, but... I don't know. He doesn't totally strike me as a fit at TCU, but um, that'd be, I think, you know, kind of out there at Tech, you've got to have something kind of special or a trick. Um, yeah, and, he, he could win out there. I agree with you. Yeah, I, that one, that one, uh, that one actually fascinates me. Well, listen, Landry, if you, uh, oh, I was supposed to ask about your sons. Um, one of our mutual <laughs> friends who played it. No, Haney, uh, who played at TCU as well, said your sons yeah. are just unbelievable. Said they were studs. Now, what sport? What sport do they play? Uh, they, they do it all: uh, baseball, okay. track, uh, and one of them they're twins. And so one of them, uh, he well, he played one down of high school football, returned the opening kickoff, and fractured his sternum. So that he. He he, uh, he may stick with baseball after this, but uh, yeah, they're they're Jesse. Jesse's a great guy and a good friend. He's known for hyperbole, uh, but I appreciate <laughs> him telling you how great my sons were. I tell you what, his boy is one to watch. I think he actually has several Power Five offers already, and on one of the best teams and one of the best programs in the state. He's he's if he's not the best player, he's one or two. Uh, his son Hawk yeah. Haney is a heck of a player, so that's funny. I, I'm glad to know we got the connection and uh, yeah. that he uh, he oversold us a little bit. But no, they're they're good well, kids and they're good players. I'm real proud of them. So all right, well, listen, I'll be over there on Stadium across from Stadium. I can't remember the name of that building where the Baylor folks are going to be hanging out. Right across Stadium Drive, at one of those highfalutin type uh, buildings, uh, school of something. I just wish I could remember it. But that's where we'll be doing our pregame show. So if you if you come by there, I don't know how early you get there, but come by and say hi. I'd love to see you. Yeah, I'd love to see you too, man. I, I think I know where you're going to be. Shoot me a text, and I'll come find you. And um, Man, it's always good to catch up with you, Mosley. Thanks for having me on, bub. All right, give Estridge and Denton big hugs from Mosley. All right, I'll talk to you soon. I'll do it, man. We'll see you. Travel safe. All right.